Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the No Bad Dogs podcast with me, Tom Davis, America's canine educator. Today, I am giving you guys one of my online sessions. Um, this particular couple is having problems with reactivity with their dog. This is actually the second online session I've done with them, and they're making great progress, and I just feel like it would be really beneficial for anybody out there working with dogs to take a little bit of information from this and maybe apply it to your own training methods. And also, of course, it's good for dog owners to listen to this information. Just a quick update. The Denver seminar, May 4th and 5th, 2019, is sold out for working spots. We do have audit spots available. If anybody's interested in the Colorado Denver area to come hang out with me for the weekend. Uh, I'd love to love to meet you and love to hang out. Uh, so the audit spots are available. You can come and just watch for the weekend. Uh, it's going to be a good time. And you can do that by emailing me at canineeducator at gmail.com, C-A-N-I-N-E educator at gmail.com. I hope you guys like this podcast. And if you do, don't forget to give us a rate. And I will talk to you guys next time. Peace. He knows sit down, stay. You know, he knows place. He can target. He understands these things. So no, he can't do it with people around, but he can do it with us. <laughs> he can't right. do it when he's over his triggers and threshold, which is an on, going to be an ongoing thing, but he does know them. So, you know, I'm wanting to, along the lines of like trying to tighten up some of those basics and what you were saying about making sure to like back it up. There are certain things that he does choose to like, yeah, I know, and not right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like it. So barking out the window. He knows it. He does, but sometimes he's like, yeah, no, I don't feel like it. So, you know, and like we have a cat and he likes to eat cat food. He knows he's not supposed to. Mm-hmm. He'll do it if he knows we're not watching. He'll do it sure. if he thinks he can yeah, like sneak it. You know, like that's like the classic example, right? But if I'm watching – Oh, no, he's not touching it. There's no way he's going to touch it. He knows he's not supposed to. Right. So we wanted to talk about e-collar and, like, what, you know, he has a, um, the educator. So we have the mini educator, and he has the – so we started with one of your videos where I think it's the Great Dane or the Mastiff, the big, big-ass dog. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the – so it basically started with – Stimulation, you do what I say, stimulation stops. Enough. Jax, Stimulation enough. stops. Um, Good. And that, At, so and, here's an example right now. <laughs> is that Jax? That's yeah, Jax, that's the UPS guy's outside. Jax, enough. Um, so. That's it. Um, so we started with the, the mini educator, you know, go to on your elevated bed, it stops. You know, come, stimulation, place, stops. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of our questions is setting the appropriate level that is just a stimulation and not either nothing or at all painful. I know that I know you use Dogtra mm-hmm. sometimes and I and I know the settings are a little bit different and it's kind of hard for us to tell whether he's actually feeling anything or whether he's not feeling anything. And I've and watched tons of videos about um, setting a uh, uh, working level. What what level do you guys – so – He's currently at a seven. Okay. So what is, what is the – what is the um, – I guess what is the bottom line question here? 
So we wanted to get a little bit of information on how to, you know, just get started, A, make sure we're at a right working level, and B, starting to implement the e-collar into his training, um, you know, regimen, if you will. Um, starting to understand, you know, what the e-collar is, start, starting for him to understand, like, mm. you know, being able to be like, hey, dude, we're, okay. in the, we're in the back of the house, you're in the front of the house, you're barking at the UPS gotcha. guy, shut up. <laughs> So I'm not really looking to like do like long distance recalls outside, you know, like that, that's way, way too advanced. I just want to tighten up things like in the house every day, very basic, you know it already, mm-hmm. but stop being a jerk. And then maybe working on, <laughs> and then maybe moving towards recall outside from a small distance. Right. You know, we're not, we're not hunting with him, but you know, so, stuff like that. So, you know, the e-caller and I have such a good relationship, but a lot of people don't share that relationship. Um, the, so, again, you know, like I said before, any training tool that you use has to be influenced and introduced properly, and they have to know what it is before you can ever correct them with anything. Right. You can never – you shouldn't ever correct anything. I don't care if it's a bird or a tiger or a dog or a kid. You can't punish them unless they know what they're doing is wrong, unless it's, you know, for really safety issues. But when you're teaching them something, like, for example, the the video that I did with Max, the German Shepherd from Omaha, Nebraska, mm-hmm. that dog came charging at me um, with full intentions to who knows. And yeah. I used the e-collar at a quarter of the level of which it has. So I used a quarter of the power that it has. It was like a 30 out of 100 and you know, I mean, to stop the dog's behavior, to say, hey, stop. And he did. And then after that, I was able to work with him. Yeah. So those that's like the only time I'll correct a dog on an e-collar if they don't really know what it is because I'm just practicing operant conditioning. I'm, anything I don't like, I'm going to punish. But um, what I like to do with the e-collar is I never want to introduce it as a punishment unless it's one of those scenarios, which is very rare. Yeah. Right. So in this case, again – what you're going to do is you're going to make your voice turn the collar on. So what that means is, is every single time you tap that remote and you say something. So when you say, Jack's come, tap at the same time. Jack's sit, tap at the same time. Jack's good boy, tap. Jack's down, tap. So your voice is associated with the stimulation that the dog feels wirelessly. Yep. All right? Think about it like this. If I said, okay, you two, the only time you can communicate is with a walkie-talkie for the rest of the day. All right? And when you hit the button, it went boop, boop. It said like, hey, are you there? Boop, boop. Hey, are you there? Boop, boop. And you said, yeah, I'm here. And boop, boop. And it kind of just did that little walkie-talkie type thing. Yep. That noise after about three hours would then indicate that one of you are saying something, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Follow? Okay. So now if one of you were sitting on the couch and one of you were upstairs and all of a sudden you hear that boop, but you didn't hear anybody say anything, you'd grab it and you go, hey, did you say something? Right. Boop, yep, boop. Exactly. Right? So the indication of the stimulation, so it's more physical, right? So instead yep. of the boop, boop, it would be physical. Yep. Means... You're trying to communicate something. Right. Okay. That's what the e-collar introduction should be. Okay. You say, so when that, when that stimulation comes on, they go, hey, what do you want? Boop, boop. Right. 
Right. Understand? So you introduce it that way. Yep. I tell people this. Let's imagine you had to train. If, if the end of the world depended on training a deaf dog, if the universe was depending on training a deaf dog to recall, Right. I'd put all my all my I would put the entire universe in a right. basket with an e-collar. Yep. Yeah. I'd yep. say how else are you going to get that dog's attention? Right. How else, right? And they're going to say, "Well, we don't want to freak it out." I said, "Well, neither do I, you psycho. Why would I want to do that?" <laughs> right? right? All I would do is I would tap it on a low level on a 30-foot long line. Dog can't hear anything. The dog turns around and looks at me and it stops. And then it gets rewarded with a piece of food. Right. Bingo. Boop, boop. Yeah. Right? Do you understand? Yeah, I watched the Tyler Mudo video where he is teaching a, I think it was a deaf dog. Yeah. Same situation, right? So yeah. it's a very, very slow process. You know, just like any good foundation, you have to build it slow. You can't just say, hey, this is what this is. So the wrong way to do it. And the reason why most people don't like e-collars, and these are the people who've never seen one, they've never felt one, they've never trained with one, they've never watched a real trainer do it, is people will just turn it up on a higher level and make the dog jump when they don't listen. Well, that just doesn't really solve a lot. And a lot of times the dogs will just run away in the opposite direction. So that's what you don't want to do. So you introduce it very – I learned from the monks of Nooski here in Cambridge, uh, New York, and their world – renowned um, e-collar specialist. They've had their own TV show on Animal Planet. They've written several bestsellers. Um, so they're pretty well known. And that's how I learned. People always okay. people always ask me, you know, about the e-collars. I say, look, I learned from the monks. <laughs> the most peace- Some of the most peaceful people on planet Earth that, like, devote their right. entire life to purist and, and being just being good people and, and try, right. trying to just live life of of greatness, if you will, right? naturally. So anyway, that's kind of my point, is is you want to do it very slowly, okay? So every time you ask him to do something, you're going to tap the remote. And you can, even, you can even say, good, Jax, tap. So it's you have to switch your brain and realize that it is not a correction, okay? Right. You have many, 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 many levels, zero to 100 normally, sometimes more. Yep. Okay. So when we talk about learning how to drive and say, you know, when you learned how to drive or your niece, your nephew, your kids, they're going to say, well, I have a hundred levels on this car. Do I go a hundred? You say, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Right. Same thing. You say, no, we're going to start slow. We're going to have you go 10 miles per hour until you understand what you're doing, then maybe after that you can go up a little bit. But you have to understand what you're doing first because it's not safe totally. to do it any other way. So now, so do you okay. – so I know sometimes with certain um, videos that you do on e-collar, mm-hmm. you hold it for, mm-hmm. for a continuous or mm-hmm. you press repeatedly for mm-hmm. Um, um, mm-hmm. whatever. So is that what we should – should we just do one tap, word, tap, or word. No, so or. you you okay. So you'll say, Jack, sit, tap, 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 tap. When the dog sits, you shut it off. Good. Okay. So yep. you have you have two. You 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 could essentially have three points of pressure, but in this scenario, you'll have two, which means your, your one of your pressures is going to be the e collar. One mm. of your pressures is going to be verbal. One of your pressures or it could be physical. 
So let's let's say you're standing next to the dog on a place command with the e collar. Okay, there's going to be three no leash. Yeah. There's going to be three points of pressure. And if you do it properly, the dog will understand clearly what you're asking through a pressure release system. Once the dog complies, all three pressures shut off. Boom, boom, boom. Right. And if you did it with the leash, then there would be a fourth. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So you would tell a dog to, let's say again, without the leash, on the place, with the e-collar. Jack, sit, verbal. That's one pressure. So the sit is just a very neutral pressure. It's not Jack's sit. And it's not Jack's sit. It's just, hey, do this. That's one point. So that pressure's on. Boom. That's loading in him. Then you tap the collar. So you go, Jack, sit, tap, 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 tap. So there's two points of pressure, the verbal and the collar, right? And then when he, and then you can also use your body to, to make him sit. You walk into him a little bit. Right. And then when he sits, you take a step back, off. E-collar comes off, off, right? And then good sit, verbal pressure comes off. That's how that's how animals learn. So all three pressures just went, they just went zoop, and they sat there and they stayed there, and then as soon as he did it, they all went, right. shut off. So he's like, huh? And then so what he learns is is essentially the dog will understand that the pressure of the e collar comes. So to answer your question, I guess Jeff is like, what, when do you use the continuous? When do you stop? Is it's 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 called. Um, Pre- uh, escape training, okay? Yep. So the ground is lava. The pressure is going to stay on until the dog complies. Got it. Okay. So you say sit, you can hold continuous, or you can tap momentary until the dog sits. Right. And then they're going to go, oh, there's some sort of correlation here between your voice and this stupid thing on my neck. Right. The important <laughs> part is, is like, and again, same thing I talked about the prong collar earlier. What people don't understand, it's just, you know, how mad can I get about ignorant people? I can't. Like, I I can't. Like, it's frustrating, but I can't, it can't ruin my day. So when I I hear people talk about e-collars as all these different things, um, there's only so much frustration I can build because it's just ignorance. I I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't, it's like talking to a wall. They just are ignorant. They have, they have no idea. It's like the earth is flat. It's like, okay, well, I'm not even going to start with you because that's just ridiculous. <laughs> so it's kind of the same thing. And so what people will do is they'll, they'll just assume that when you tell your dog to do something, you're slamming the dog on a high level. Like, and they're screaming right. and yipping and shaking and jumping around. It's like, why on earth would we ever, 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 ever do that? Like, right. it's monstrous. Right. So, okay. The low, so in the yeah. house, we could do like, so I've been doing stuff like sit and like, you know, down at like stuff on a place mm-hmm. bed. Cause he, that just kind of helps to like keep him there. Um, but to transition, we could do stuff around the house where he could wear it. We're just chilling. It's, you know, just going about regular days. Mm-hmm. And he, so like he's barking out the window, his command for us is enough. So he's allowed to like bark once. We're fine with that. Mm-hmm. You're okay to alert us. And then, but you can't just keep going. So I would say enough, and I would tap, tap, tap until he stops. Mm-hmm. And then once he stops, I would say, good job, or whatever. Yeah. Like, that would be an okay application yeah. of that? Yep. The only thing I would say is, is just never never give him 
in the preliminary stages of him learning that, like learning what the e-collar is, yeah. don't ever give him that verbal unless the e-collar is on. Don't. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> that means that okay. means, so so what that means is is when you're training with the e-collar, right? So w- when you say stop barking, so you say leave it, tap, 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 tap. Oops, stop. Okay, I'll stop. Sorry, that was annoying. Okay, good. And then you're you're in the stages of him learning what that e-collar is combined uh-huh. with your voice. So say you're still in that stage and it's the same week or the same day that he barks. Well, if you took the e-collar off, then I wouldn't tell him to stop barking because you can't reinforce it. Got it. Remember what we back talked about earlier? Back to your back it up thing. Yeah. Unless, so, but the ultimate goal with the e-collar is to teach. Same thing with yeah. the pump. Yeah. It's just to teach. It's not to like have on, we don't need training wheels or bumpers when we're bowling all the whole time. It's just to teach. And so once he understands, you can touch me from the kitchen. You're like, yep. Then you're good. Then you can say, leave it. And it. he's not going to go, is it on? Is it off? Is it on? Is it off? Because it. it's, your, it's your voice that turns it on. It's not the action. We don't want him to be collar aware. And the reason why they, they understand mm. it that way is simply because we do it in such a slow process. Got it. So we're actually, we're almost going back to zero with the e-collar. Like it's totally different, if I'm understanding correctly, than what we've been doing for the last year, which is, you know, sit, you know, he sits down, he goes down. Now it's like, okay, e-collar, sit, tap, 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 he sits. And then if we, if he doesn't, so he's barking out the window, if he doesn't, if he, sorry, if he's barking out the window, he's not wearing it, don't correct him. Well, or don't command him. Yeah, don't command him yet. I mean, just in the preliminary stages. Yeah, yeah, yeah got it. Okay. Yeah, because that's interesting. You're right, because you don't. He is very smart, and that's an interesting comment about you don't want them to become caller aware. Yeah. Because then he'll go, "Oh, I'm, I only have to listen when this stupid thing's on." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Because <laughs> what I'm trying to transition from, and the huh. window barking is a perfect example. Because like sitting stuff is like whatever. I don't really care if you sit inside the house. And honestly, he's really good about it. But, um. You know, the window barking, for example, like he barks, I say the command, he knows the command, and most of the time he stops, but sometimes he's like, yeah, no, I don't feel like it. So then I have sure. to get up and come over, and like, I feel like it's eroding because of that. Yeah. He's like, and meanwhile, he's like, let me get three more barks, and then once I get to him, mm-hmm. he stops. Yeah. So I'm a, like, okay, this is perfect. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And yeah. the same thing with the cat food, opportunist. So I'm like, okay, how do this, these feel like perfect things to be like, yes, I can reach you from across the house. And I don't want to have to get up every time. <laughs> exactly. And But the, the cool thing about that is, is that's why I always tell people that when they use the e-collar, because they just have the wrong idea about it, and they have the wrong, and sometimes they just are introduced wrong, and so they, they have a wrong, and that's not the e-collar's fault, that's just whoever taught you that. And so that's the goal, is for him to know that you you could touch me from there. It's kind of like the big brother's watching, right? So say, yeah. you're, right. say you're at work, and... This is a perfect example. Psychologically, this is how it works. You put a little tiny thing on the dog's neck, and basically, Big Brother's watching. So say you're at work, and there's a camera in the break room that you didn't know about, and there was two dozen donuts, and you eat six of them. And you come out, and somebody goes, hey, um, you know, how, how are the donuts? And you look at them like, how the hell did you know I had donuts, right? And you're like, oh, there's a... C-. So here's the point. Here's the point. Here's the point. Your whole behavior will change if somebody says that there's there was a camera in that room that you didn't even know about. Because then you're like, wait a minute, your behavior changes. It's just, <laughs> it's just human psychology. 
Yeah. yeah. You're just, you just, you're just like, what um, other rooms are there cameras? Exactly. In? <laughs> so you just change. It's just how it is. Or, or if you said, Hey, um, go out and um, do this and I'm just going to watch you in the camera. You're different. It doesn't matter. Like if yeah. you're doing something wrong or right or how good you are at it, it just changes. It's like when you go live on Facebook it, and then, and I'm sure you guys don't do that a lot, but I mean, when I go live on Facebook <laughs> right. or Instagram or something, it, it just changes when you're like, you're live. It just changes the way that your brain operates. It's just psychological. And so that's basically what you want the dog to think is you're, you're always, I can always touch you always. And I don't want the, the, the e-collar to, to represent that. I just want the e-collar to bridge the, the, the two together between you and, and the dog. Yeah, because right. the e collar, as far as he's concerned, is just another collar. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean, and that's why you make right. it part of your routine. You put it on in the morning. You take it off at night. It's it's that's not what's turning the stimulation on. It's your voice. Right. And I know we're out of time, but I wanted to circle back if you have cool. a, like two minutes on sure. working with you in person, um, mainly about whiskey because he's kind of like the the bigger, stronger, crazier yep. one. Now, um, and that is, you know, we were toying around, like I said, about coming up to you. Um, I was unaware that coming, that you coming down may be an option, but uh, we can certainly uh, talk about that at a future time. But would he be a candidate for a boarding train, you think, or sure. it wouldn't be that serious? Sure. Um, you know, it's, and like I tell everybody, you're, any dog that's not like, humanly aggressive like dangerous is is a candidate it's just it's 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 what you're it's the, it's up to you i mean it's the transitional time is like do you want to spend that much money on something that may take like it may take us two days right but the thing is is it's not going to just we're not going to sit there and waste time it's just we're going to do other obedience it's just if you were to say no 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 everything else is fine it's just this one thing it's going to take us like 48 hours. It's going to be good. <laughs> right. right. And then like, okay, we'll fill up the rest of the days with other stuff. Exactly. And it's not like we're going to let them sit there. We're going to do other stuff. But you may be thinking like, I'm, I don't want to pay that much money for them to do that. I can do that. Um, and that's, right. I, I, I'm so honest with people. Some people are like, I don't care. Do it. And then other people are like, yeah, that doesn't really make sense. I want to be more involved. And, and so I always tell people like, and we're always like full for board and train. So I don't, the good thing about my business is I never have to try to sell anything to anybody. Yeah, like, we're right. all, you know, that's the good thing about what we do. And, and even when we weren't always full, I, I was like, nope, put your card back away. Call me when you're ready. So yes, the board and train would be good. But at the same time with what you're dealing with, from what I'm seeing, it's not going to take us that long. Um, okay. The benefits of that is we will teach the dog other things and w we will be able to push the threshold way further. So say we, sure. so say you came in Monday, the reactivity was over Wednesday. We'd be able to practice for another week and a half on the reactivity. So we'd we'd push that behavior so far back in the brain. Right. Versus if you came in for two days, we'd push it back just a little bit and then it would be up to you and right. that's where people right. are like, you know what? I'd rather you guys push that behavior back for a week and a half every day. You know, because we okay. have dogs in right now um, that have been reactive that will bring out uh, and train other dogs around, and they're good. And we didn't sh we didn't do a complete behavior modification where the and that's the important thing to also understand is like a behavior modification would be changing the dog's behavior completely. 
right? And that's not what we would do in that situation because we don't have enough time. So realistically, we'll stop the reactivity and try to figure out what it is. Like we have a we have a Malinois right now that kind of he would bark at everybody he saw that he didn't know. Now he still wants. So my point is this: he still wants to bark, he just doesn't anymore, and he takes a little bit more consideration of like maybe I'll try to figure who it who it is first instead of barking. So we didn't take that completely out, which means if he goes home and the owners don't implement all the work that we did, he's going to turn right back into Mister Barky Pants. Right. So. Which is- you know, right. it, it just like I, I like working with dogs and their owners first, but there are some, like you guys are you're in it to win it. You know, there there's some people who are like, I'm busy, my wife's busy, we got six kids, here's my money, take my dog. We <laughs> fix it. Yeah, yeah, and we're yeah. going to. And like to be honest, a lot of times what I do is I just try to really advocate for the dog when they come for pickup and I show off. I'm like boom, 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 boom. And then I give the leash to them gone all of it <laughs> gone and then we film it and then i say um excuse me mr and mrs smith uh you're the biggest problem in this dog's life and i'd be happy yeah. to, i'd be happy to rehome it for you because i know that they're just gonna go off and get frustrated and then they're gonna yeah. see and that's the thing about um unfortunate thing about the dog training industries then they're gonna go to somebody else right. i spent yeah. all that money over there and i'm like yeah. um i filmed the whole thing and I can show right. you, what, you know what I mean? And so, yeah. like, it's, it's a hard it's a hard spot. But anyway, yes, sorry. The board and train would be a good option. But, again, I don't think that it's severe where you guys would. I, I think I'd, I would need more work with you. So if you did an out-of-state package and you came to us, I think that would be far more beneficial. And okay. that's the three, the two-and-a-half days thing. Yeah, two on – usually we do two Saturday, two – I'm sorry, two Friday, two Saturday, and one Sunday. Uh, and that's and it, it, we really can do it any – that's just usually when people have off. So we could do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday if you wanted to, but um, okay. that's typically right. – it's five sessions regardless. Gotcha. And what, are the, what is that – I think I read this briefly on your website. What is that like then – it's like what, a morning session, an afternoon session? Yeah, or like early afternoon, evening. So like an 11 oh. – like, like a, we – pretty much every weekend we have out-of-states until – 